0: Good morning. I wasn't dreading coming back, so I take that as a good sign. It's great to be great to be back and see all of you after my sabbatical that I'm so grateful to have had. Welcome to worship this morning. Yes, thank you. Everything is printed in your bulletin and we rejoice to worship God together. I invite you to please stand as we begin by confessing our sin before God and each other. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, amen. Amen. Almighty God, to whom all hearts are open, all desires known, and from whom no secrets are hid, cleanse the thoughts of our hearts by the inspiration of your Holy Spirit, that we may perfectly love you and worthily magnify your name through Jesus Christ our Lord. If we say we have no sin, we deceive ourselves and the truth is not in us. But if we confess our sins, God, who is faithful and just, will forgive us and cleanse us from all unrighteousness. Gracious God, have mercy on us. We confess that we have turned from you In the mercy of Almighty God, Jesus Christ was given to die for us, and for his sake, God forgives us all our sins. In the name of Jesus Christ, your sins are forgiven, and all that is Christ's is yours. Thanks Thanks be to God. (laughs)
1: Jesus Christ, the love of God, and the communion of the Holy Spirit be with you all. And also with you.
2: Lord, have mercy on me. Lord have mercy on me, hear my humble plea, Lord have mercy on us, Lord have mercy on
3: The Lord be with you. And also with you. Let us pray. Direct us, O Lord God, in all our doings with your continual help, that in all our works begun, continued, and ended in you, we may glorify your holy name and finally, by your mercy, bring us to everlasting life through Jesus Christ, our Savior and Lord. Amen. You may be seated, and I invite our young people and children
1: forward. We've got a special. A little presentation for you today. And if you, so kids, if you can be right here, or if you, um, we're here for Vacation Bible School. Anybody here for Vacation Bible School this year? So sit right here.
4: Sit yeah, right here. you might know the chorus on this one.
1: There you go. Right in here. If you want, can you just come right in here and just have a seat right here? here
4: so for all of you who are tw- between the ages of 12 and 25, you're going to roll your eyes at the song. Just consider it in its ironic phase and you'll be fine, okay? Right. Others may not know it at all, but it was the n- number one hit from the spring through the out the ent- uh, about the entire summer. We ju- we've just tweaked the words just, just, a, just a tiny, tiny bit.
1: These guys will know it. All right.
4: Yep. Yeah, well, I got these gifts from God above. I'm going to share till they know Christ's love. Going to hide them under a bushel. No, going to listen to the spirit till I feel that
3: flow.
4: We got, I got my list. Go ahead. We're starting off a brand new year. So kick it into gear. Sunday school is here for all ages now to gather connected congregation serving love and praying in the name of Jesus who has given us salvation listen let Let me me tell you you something the Lord's power is working listen let me tell you something the Lord's power is working welcome back to P squared take a bow Sabbath for the summer, learning every day that Christ is our connector. Summer full of giving, service and giving. Learning every day that Christ is our connector. Listen, let me tell you something. The Lord's power is working. Listen, let me tell you something. The Lord's power is working. Yeah, well, we got these gifts from God above. We're gonna share till they know Christ's love. Gonna hide them under a bushel. No, we're gonna listen to the Spirit till we feel that flow. Gifts are free for everyone gathered here. Don't need any money, just an open heart. Yeah, it ain't always easy, but it matters that we follow. Connecting more to Jesus is our mission from our God. No, got it all. Yoga, youth, and choir, and other great small groups with the Spirit's fire. Ready to take these gifts from God above. We're gonna share till they know Christ's love. Well, I got these. You know it. Come on. God above. We're gonna share. Share till they know. Come Christ on. Love. Gonna
2: we'll t- tie them under a
4: bushel. No. Gonna listen to the spirit till I we hear. feel that flow. Say flow, flow, flow. Say it. Come on now. Flow, flow, flow. Let the spirit flow. Flow, 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 flow. flow, flow. Let the spirit flow. Whoa, whoa, whoa. All right. Let's rally today and let that spirit flow, guys. All right. Thanks for coming up.
2: Beautiful.
5: <laughs> the first reading is from Deuteronomy, the 30th chapter. But if your heart turns away and you do not hear, but are led astray to bow down to other gods and serve them, I declare to you today that you shall perish. You shall not live long in the land that you are crossing the Jordan to enter and possess. I call heaven and earth to witness against you today that I have set before you life and death, blessings and curses. Choose life so that you and your descendants may live, loving the Lord your God, obeying him and holding fast to him. For that means life to you and length of days so that you may live in the land that the Lord swore to give to your ancestors, to Abraham, to Isaac, and to Jacob. The word of the Lord. Gospel according to St. Luke, the 14th chapter. Now great crowds accompanied him, and he turned and said to them, If anyone comes to me and does not hate his own father and mother and wife and children and brothers and sisters, yes, and even his own life, he cannot be my disciple. Whoever does not bear his own cross and come after me cannot be my disciple. For which of you, desiring to build a tower, does not first sit down and count the cost, whether he he has enough to complete it? Otherwise when he has laid a foundation and is not able to finish, all who see it begin to mock him, saying, This man began to build and was not able to finish. Or what king, going out to encounter another king in war, will not sit down first and deliberate whether he is able with ten thousand? to meet him who comes against him with 20,000. And if not, while the other is yet a great way off, he sends a delegation and asks for terms of peace. So therefore, any one of you who does not renounce all that he has cannot be my disciple. The Gospel of the Lord.
1: So we get together for Rally Day, rally ourselves from our wonderful summer that we've had, and Jesus comes in our midst and says that we should hate our family. Did you catch that? Unless you hate, and on we go. Wow, what a great text for Rally Day. And as you probably remember, the Revised Common Lectionary that we follow probably doesn't really take into account Rally Day, so just know I didn't choose this reading for this Sunday. Nonetheless, maybe it's just what we need. Don't we need an attention-getter sometimes? I mean, my family knows that when I'm serious, I get the crabtree look, they call it, you know. Or I can remember, since we're now into football season and high school football's up and going, we got the Seahawks game today, that we used to call it when the coach would get in your grill. You know, he'd grab your face mask. Of course, never pull it or anything. But he'd grab your face mask and get right in your helmet, right in your face, to let you know where you're to be and what you're to do. This was serious. Maybe Jesus is getting in our grill today. Letting us know a lot is riding on this. Now, you have to remember that um, we've been listening to Jesus' travel narrative. This in Luke, Jesus travels to Jerusalem. So, all summer, we've been hearing things that he's said and things that he's done on his way to Jerusalem. And just before this, he's told this wonderful story about a wedding banquet that many people wouldn't want to come to or didn't want to come to. They were invited. They didn't come. And then... The highways and byways, everybody got to be invited to be a part of this wedding banquet, this kingdom. And so there are great crowds following Jesus. He's healed people, he's done miracles, and people are excited. They probably are gathering around Jesus to wonder, what could this guy do for me? And Jesus turns to them and says, unless you hate your life, You cannot be my disciple. Wow, maybe Jesus is really trying to make us think twice about this following thing, what it is to follow Jesus. And of course, he's using hyperbole here. He's exaggerating to make a point. But certainly, he's saying how serious and how um, that following Jesus entails a death, a death to the old self, a surrender of our lives to Jesus, to following him. You know, it's interesting, the Barna Group, which is a research group that um, works with lots of different churches in the United States, and they've done tons of research on on our culture and what's happening within the church and within Christianity. And they have shown, interestingly, something that we've heard from other researchers, that the N-O-N-E's, the nuns, are increasing while those who are claimed to be Christian is decreasing. Probably not news to you. But what's interesting is what they did, they tried to dig down and get underneath these statistics, and what they're finding is that the people who used to claim Christianity who are becoming nuns are not the core of the church, not the people who are very active and they have different criteria, active, participating, engaged in the church. These are people who are on the periphery, the crowds, if you will, who are tending to to say, I'm not Christian, I'm a nun, which is interesting. So maybe Jesus is looking at the crowds. Maybe he's also looking at his close followers, wherever we're at in our journey, and he's saying, are you all in? I mean, if our coaches can say that to us, our soccer coaches, our baseball coaches, our swim coaches, our band directors, and our play directors, and A lot of our organization leaders that we are affiliated with, if they can say, you gotta be all in, then maybe Jesus can too. Maybe Jesus can too. And he stands with Moses. You heard that first reading? That's from Deuteronomy, the second telling of the law. Moses, it's a long 34 chapter sermon. Okay, anyway, don't worry. So, so there's a long, it's a long sermon, but he tells the people um, this story, this sermon, as they're going to enter the promised land. And he basically says, choose life this day or choose death. Follow the Lord. Have no other gods before him, and you'll have life. If you don't, you'll have death. Jesus seems to stand right with Moses and call us to this, um, this absolute commitment to our faith. And to God, that nothing will take a, um, that Jesus will take no second seat to anything in our lives. Maybe we need to have Jesus get in our grill sometimes and say, you know what, this following of me, it's a life or death thing. It's that important. People's lives are at stake, um, the, the compassion and care of the world is at stake. And whether or not you follow him. So, so maybe we should let that um, urgency infect our worship life. Shake us up from our beautiful, wonderful summer. Pull us back into a greater commitment. And when we think about our relationships, our husbands and wives and our children and our grandparents and our aunts and uncles and our neighborhood, that we would let some of that urgency infect and get into those relationships to know that what, how I live and work and behave and what I say matters. I mean, this is, this is a vital importance. Do you believe that when it comes to your worship life? That, wow, being here is so important. Being a part of the body of Christ is so important. Um, my, my, uh, My small groups are important. My community is important. How I serve in the community and love my neighbor is important. I mean, it matters. So maybe we need to let Jesus get into our grill a little bit today. Because I don't know about you, but I need it sometimes. But the great thing about my coaches, and I was fortunate in high school football, is that I knew that when they did that, They weren't mad at me like they didn't like me or they hated me or they were upset at me. They wanted me to do better and the team to do better. And that made all the difference. But I have a question for you. Is there any difference between Moses and Jesus? Is Jesus simply another Moses, somebody that comes and says, here's the list, here's the stuff, don't have any other gods. Get out there and go for it. Is there any difference? I I need to know this because I know the story of the Bible. (laughs) How did it work for the people who went into the land? Did they listen to Moses? No. No. And they chose death. How's it working for you? Sometimes we need to be shaken out of our doldrums, but sometimes we're out there working so hard and hard and hard, and it's never hard enough. Is there any difference between Moses and Jesus? Let's look more closely to what Jesus says today. The first difference I notice um, is that Moses is saying, you shall have no other gods before God. And so he's God's emissary. He's God's prophet. And he's talking about God. Don't put anything before Almighty God. What does Jesus do? He says, unless you hate this, your life, unless um, you take up your cross, and unless you renounce all that you have, you cannot be my disciple. Jesus isn't talking about God, idolatry when it comes to God. He's talking about idolatry when it comes to whether or not you're going to follow him. What is he saying? Did you catch it or did it slip by you? He seems to be putting himself in the place of God. But now, not following after other gods means following him. Wow, it's a pretty awesome Christological statement. But let's also not forget where Jesus is headed. He's on that travel narrative. He's on that trip to Jerusalem. Do you remember what he did in Jerusalem? Let's look at the specifics of the two stories that Jesus tells. He says, after all, what person doesn't count the cost if they're going to build a great tower and they, you know, that all they have is enough to build the foundation and they don't have enough to finish? Who's going to start on that journey? Who's going to do that? That, That'd be foolish. Count the cost. And then he tells a story about, um, you know, a king going to war and, you know, the king, if he has any brains at all, is going to see what how strong the enemy is and he looks at the enemy and he goes wow the enemy has 20,000 troops and I only have 10,000 what do you think that that king should do should he just go into battle and be utterly destroyed or no he should send for what terms of peace I wonder something more is going on here with Jesus' statement today because I don't know about you Maybe you can hear Jesus' call to take up your cross and his call to not let anything come before your devotion to him. Maybe you hear that and go, yes, let's do it. And and we should try. We should go for it. But I don't know about you, but for me, when I hear Moses' call and I hear Jesus' call, I go, whoa, I'm not sure I can be a disciple. Maybe I'm the only one here who is thinking that. Actually, when I listen to what Jesus has to say, I want to send for terms for peace. I I don't think I can build this tower. I don't think I've got it in me. And it's interesting. What does Jesus say? Unless you renounce all. That you have now. It's interesting. Some translations put possessions here, in here, and that's what we automatically think of. But it doesn't say that in the Greek. It says all that you have. It's just the way your translation has. In other words, unless you give up on all of your abilities, all of your strength, your family heritage that you've come from the right kind of background or something, um, that in your status and your possessions and your abilities and your resources to muster up to build the tower or go into war and win the war, unless you give that all of uh, all up, you cannot be. Jesus' disciples. I wonder if Jesus isn't trying to kick out from under us the thought that we can do this. Making it so amazingly important, but also difficult that we have no other choice but to say, I can't, I can't do it, Jesus. I can't follow you. And Jesus looks at us. (laughs) And he says, I know don't forget where I'm going. I'm going to Jerusalem for you. And I'm going to take up that cross for you. And I will not be in that tomb three days later. And I will take you unto myself and I'll give you my very self in the Holy Spirit and I will enable you to follow and put following Jesus before anything and everything else got to explain this little analogy here a little bit but you know what it's like since we're talking football it's like the trap play in football now just we got to do this real quick here so let's pretend I'm the center and then we got two guards next to a guard here and then a guard on the other side of the center okay so a trap play is when this guard is right here and the center and the other guard and the other... They all sweep down and they block everybody this way. And they leave the one defender right here. And usually the running back gets the ball somewhere right about here. Right in front of this big, huge defender. And I used to love the trap play, but it scared the dickens out of me. So I get the ball. <laughs> and, I'd, and you're supposed to run right at this big defender. just He's just right there. But this guard over here sneaks over. And boom... And you run right up the tail. That's a trap play. I think what Jesus is saying, that when it comes to our salvation and our life, we're like that running back looking at that big defender. And we need Jesus to come through and plow him out of the way. That's what he's saying. Don't depend on your own strength. Don't depend on your own ability. You can't do it. But boy, since you can't do it and Jesus calls you and he's taken you to himself boy, now you can do it. Let Jesus' words, let him get into our grill and let him get us going because we got a lot of people to connect to Christ and a lot of love and of Kitsap to do. Thanks be to God. Amen. Right.
0: together in confessing our faith, I believe in God, the Father Almighty, creator
6: of heaven heaven and
3: earth. I believe in Jesus Christ.
0: We pray now for the church, the world, and all those in need.
3: Almighty God, we lift up to you your children in the Bahamas, the Carolinas, and all those affected by Hurricane Dorian. Give them peace and strength and bless first responders and leaders and all who give their aid. Lord, in your mercy. Hear our Precious Savior, as we near the anniversary of 9 11, we pray for all who are victims of war and terrorism here and throughout the world. We thank you for the healing you have brought and will continue to bring to our country. We ask that you would give us hearts that love, peace, and grace. Lord, in your mercy. You. Holy Spirit, as we enter a new year of programming at SLC, enliven us, help us to grow in our faith as we participate in small groups, education, service, and loving our neighbors. Bless all of our ministries and those who lead them. Lord, in your mercy.
0: God, we thank you for 50 years for Charles and Judy Thurman and ask that you continue to bless them. We pray for Gary as he battles an infection, Mary as she recovers, John as he anticipates surgery, and Terry and Hilma, who also are recovering. We lift up to you all we know and love who face cancer, Priscilla, Elizabeth, Linda, Angela, Gary, Dave, Gail, Jim, Ron, Kathy, and Carol, and pray for strength in their cells. We ask you to bless and protect our deployed military in support and be with their families, Rebecca, Eric, Megan, Jared, Andrew, and David. And God, we name others who are on our hearts today before you now. Lord, in your mercy, into your hands, God, we trust all for whom we pray, knowing that you hear us through Jesus Christ, our Lord. Amen. And now may the peace of the Lord be with you all. And with you. Greet one another with God's peace. <laughs> To welcome you, so please do that. Um, Also, this is what lets you sign up for things, and this is what lets you know what's going on. And all I'm going to say is, head there after worship today. Uh, The gathering place, the other building. We've got all kinds of service projects we can do together for our community. And then each week, um, as you read this, if there's time-sensitive stuff, that's going to be at the bottom under important. So there are a couple things for you to. Please take note of today in our announcements. That is it, and we are going to continue our worship now with our offerings.
3: Let us pray, God of mercy and grace.
0: It is right, our duty and a joy that all the time and everywhere we should give our thanks and praise to you, almighty God, through our Savior Jesus, who on this day overcame death in the grave and by his resurrection opened to each of us the way of everlasting life. So we join now with the choirs of angels, with the church that worships you throughout this earth, and with those who are in heaven with the hosts as we praise your name and join their unending hymn. that Jesus was betrayed when he was gathered with his friends and he took a loaf of bread he gave thanks, he broke it and then gave it to them and said take and eat, this is my body it is given for you do this to remember me after supper he took a cup he gave thanks and gave it for them all to drink saying this cup is the new covenant in my blood it is shed for you and for all people for the forgiveness of your sins Whenever you drink of this, remember me. Let us pray as Jesus taught us. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. For you, Kamal is ready. You may be seated. We also send this meal out to Fran Mayert. Let us pray for her. Gracious Lord, as we have received your body and blood, we pray that it would also be received by Fran, that it would give her strength and hope in you. In Jesus' name, Amen. Please stand. Now may the body and blood of our Lord Jesus Christ. Strengthen you and keep you in his grace. Amen.
3: God of abundance, with this bread of life and cup of salvation, you have united us with Christ, making us one with all your people. Now send us forth in the power of your Spirit that we may proclaim your redeeming love to the world and continue forever in the risen life of Jesus Christ, our Lord.
0: Amen. Now may the Lord bless you and keep you, the Lord's face shine on you with grace and mercy.
3: are grace-filled. Go in peace and serve the Lord.